0: Rewinding, Rewinding, Kaya FM on FM Rewind. The Law reports with Michael Mutsweneng Bill on Kaya FM ninety five point nine. Very good evening and welcome to the Happy New Year to you uh, at home, in the car, at the office, wherever you may be. Um, I trust that. Um, 2021 is a very good year for you i think that um for uh, for many of us um w- every day sms's um uh, calls you know this person has left us this person is in the hospital um for those who find themselves in the hospital we wish you uh, speedy recovery and for those who've lost family our deepest condolences um um i hope that in your suffering you find mercy and um yeah it's it's sort of you know a lot has to be done for 2021 and you know one of the other shockers of a colleague here at kaya uh, dj wandy um that was that was really just a shocker what a what a joyful and happy man energetic um always smiling. Um, always laughing very funny and um, yeah just to to you know uh, to just see on Twitter what had happened and how quickly it happened and almost without warning was was quite was quite a thing to deal with but I mean you know it, it, it's not just dj1d it's 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 so many South Africans and 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 I, I don't want to lie I don't even bother to look at the numbers anymore because you know they they just so stressing but for many of you it's not just numbers it's it's a real thing that you have to live with so so let's all be strong but also let's you know uh, keep our heads up there's a year to be lived let's live this year Let's let's do what we can for the year let's let's change what we can let's you know it's it's gonna be even more you know, more difficult it's because you know, we need to be more equipped for the year. We need to learn harder. We need to work harder. Everything that you thought you knew about life, you got to double up. Um, you got to double up because, um, you know, when I my 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 scan of the world today, it's just so technology driven. And yeah, let's let's try to keep up. Let's try to let's try to keep this country going. Um, um, we we need to we need to make sure that people who succeed us are. Find something, you know, something of a country or something that resembles a country. And um, yeah. All right. So let's kick off this year. Let's kick off with our show tonight. Uh, we're talking about workmen's compensation. We're talking about what happens to you, Afropolitan, when you get hurt at work. Um, when you die at work, what happens to your loved ones. And some of these things may appear obvious, but a lot of it doesn't appear obvious to, to many of us. Like... You know how this is going to all be affected by by COVID 19 um i mean that on its own um you know employers put so many measures um you know to to ensure that we keep to the regulations but, but we're still getting it the numbers are still rocketing and um and 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 therefore you know the dynamics then have changed because I don't think, you know, so the question is what happens to me when I get COVID-19 at work, you know, um, what happens to my leave days? I mean, the simple question like that, I mean, before you even talk about compensation, um, yeah. So I think it's going to be a, a very good show to learn, but most of all, you know, call us with your questions. Let us know uh, what you want to know about your rights, your, um, entitlements, some of your fears, um, and and you may have you know a father that died at work that lost a limb, a mother, you know um, that you wanna you're wondering whatever became of 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 any payouts that they that might be due to them, or you may in fact yourself um, have been injured and are going through um, uh, something where you are wondering how, you know where are you going to get help, and and one of the one of the people that inspired this show. Is is, is is a man called uh, Njongo, uh, Ngalo, Ngalungulu. Um, and I'm going to be talking to him because, you know, um, uh, my producer, Maseho, was, was on Twitter and uh, he just saw this very moving story. And we're going to be retweeting it for you just to, you know, get a sense of who we're talking to and what we're talking about. Um, because here's a man that says, you know, I'm an electrician. And boom, you know, this happens to me. But he'll tell you his story. So that's the law report. As always, give us a call 86 0 I'm quite impressed with myself. I still remember the number. So the leave has not been long enough. <laughs> 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 Hasn't been long enough. Let me welcome my guest advocate, Musima uh, uh, Re-se-se-mola, Re-se-se-mola. uh Counsel, good evening and thank you very much for talking to me this evening.
1: Uh, thank you very much, and thank you to your listeners. Thanks for having me.
0: Indeed. And uh, also, um, let me welcome uh, Albert uh, van, van der de Marve. Albert, good evening, and thank you very much for joining us. Uh, s- s- yeah. Sorry, my bad. Hello, hello, Albert.
2: Hello, can you hear me? Yes, I
0: can hear you fine. Are you well?
2: Yeah, I'm well, thank you. Thank you for having me on the show.
0: Thank you for availing yourself. Thank you very much, Albert. And also, you know, uh Njongo, good evening to you and uh, you know, your story on Twitter. I see I saw some of the images that you have uh pinned on your profile. Um yeah. So Njongo, thank you very much and uh for, for agreeing to share your story with us. How are you? Uh, good
3: evening, good evening, sir. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, and thank you for inviting me to your show.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, um, maybe just tell us, uh, you know, what your uh, job is, was, and where you work, just so that people understand, you know, what you do on a daily basis, you know, before we even get into what ultimately happened. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. Thank you, thank
3: you for the opportunity. Um, as you said, my name is uh I'm uh, currently employed. By the uh, municipality
0: of
3: design in the recent case, local municipality. Yeah. I'm I'm employed as a senior electrician. Yeah. Uh, I was doing my duties on the 3rd of February 2014.
0: Sure, that's some time ago, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, things are just.
3: I'll I'll be brief. Back then, my job description, as entailed in the in the, in the in my appointment was to uh, I was in charge of uh, uh, some um, I had subordinates that were electricians that were, that were conducting the daily operations like uh, the uh, electrical breakdowns and all that. So uh, my duty was to make sure that all those uh, uh, operations break out uh, are attended in time. We do meet the turnaround time. Mm. Reported directly to my immediate supervisor. whom mm. so I would. am uh, not. Uh, I would like not to uh, mention his name on 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 air. Sure. If yeah, it's already mentioned on social media. So uh, that those those were my duties as said, in my appointment uh, I'm an I'm in, I'm an, I'm an electrician and profession. Uh, uh so, uh, it's something that I've been doing for quite some time. It's not something that I've done, uh, yeah. Uh, so it's something that I think
2: uh, on my
3: appointment, yeah, I was, I had like five years experience. So it's something that I've been doing for quite some time before my appointment.
0: To the of these, um, so, so you are an experienced electrician. I am an experienced one. Indeed, yes. I'm talking to Injongo uh, in uh, um, and he's sharing with us his story and his journey, which which touches very much on what what we're talking about tonight, which is what happens to you if you get injured or you die at work. Um, what becomes of your loved ones? You know. Um, um, uh, and, 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 and for many of us, this is a really live and real question. And who actually qualifies for any kind of help? You know, you have somebody that comes in and paints your house for, for just that one day, you know, what happens if that person falls off the ladder and, and injure themselves and injure their spine and, and, uh, uh can't walk as a result. And, and that's something that I think many of us should be worrying about. If you want to Ask any of my guests a question. Do give us a call. The number to dial 086-00-00959. double zero double zero nine five nine. I've also tweeted uh, or retweeted uh, uh, Njongo's tweet where he sort of shares um, his his story and and he's got some images on his on his Twitter profile. So if you want to if you want to check that out, you you can you can go on my Twitter handle bill at mytrainingbill or or you can just go to the CHI-FM talk and and check that out. Um, but but I do look forward to. to 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 getting some of your questions because i think we've got some wonderful experts here um that can be able to to direct you and help you and get you some help because right now we all need the help that we can get all the help that we can get so so and then tell me then uh, Njong, what what then happened um um on 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 this day this very ev- um uh, unfortunate day which which i you know i'd like you to just describe in your own words
3: right yeah. Uh on the on the unfaithful day of uh, May twenty second, twenty fourteen, uh I got to work in the morning and then uh we the received oh before that day things I've, I've, I've articulated my job description. Mm. On a Monday because the 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 incident happened on Thursday, the twenty second. On the Monday the immediate electrician reported of state. So each and every breakdown or problem that uh, arises on the network, I I was the one responsible as the immediate person, mm. So, uh, which is why I, uh, is inside, but, uh, I'm the one who got injured, but my job description, the one that I, I, I articulated, say something else. So uh, on the faithful day, we received when we got to work in the morning. We received uh, uh, some calls that uh, a certain portion of town uh, had no electricity. Yeah. Uh, used. so as they needed person, I was dispatched by my supervisor to go and attend to that, which I did. And with me, I had uh, two two guys. One was uh, uh, an intern, mm-hmm. and the other one was a general assistant. So uh, uh we did what you call uh, troubleshooting for the uh, safety, which on our on on during the process we did find out that there's a certain portion whereby something that we call.
0: um okay maybe maybe we don't have to get too technical, um maybe just get to the bit where yeah
3: and, and then what happened was I was busy doing uh, some maintenance on the line, mm. uh, and then the way that it's supposed to be to happen is that anyone who's doing the job, once he's done, he has to uh, inform someone who's at, at any point of control, which is point of switching, to switch on or switch off. Mm. So I was supposed to inform uh, my supervisor and some ESCOM technician who were at the switch to switch on, to switch on once I'm done. But uh, before I did uh, give them that call, uh, I got electrocuted. Hmm. So that tells you that someone did switch on without my consent. Hmm. Yes.
0: And then, and then what was the, you know, w- 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 when you became electrocuted, I mean, um, ha- ha- take me through that.
3: Uh I got electrocuted uh by twenty two thousand volts, that is we to twenty two KV.
0: Yeah.
3: During that process uh, uh you, you 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 get soaked and then your body freezes. Uh you can't move, you can you lose you lose control of your senses. You mm-hmm. lose control of the, all your body senses. Mm-hmm. And then because when you when you get electrocuted, there must be an entry and exit point. Sure. Whenever an electricity uh, gets into contact, it must find an exit point. So during that time uh, when it, it's holding you, you can't move, you can't do anything, that's where it's still trying to find any exit point that will be much closer for it to exit, and then that's when it will release you. So during that time, you could hear and in your head the sound of uh, the, this sound usually, a uh, year uh, when you were passing by the the substation at the power station Z- that sound of uh, 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 roaring transformers and rolling yep. wires so
0: mm-hmm.
3: that's what is what runs through your head Yo. during that process yeah until it find an exit and then it releases you.
0: and and what was the ma'am, exit what was the exit uh, point for, for ma'am, yeah
3: ma'am, the entry point on me was through my left left arm mm-hmm. and then my exit point was just above an ankle there was a hole a protruding hole whereby you could see the other side just above an ankle what and then that's when it released me that's why i have to be amputated left leg and left arm
0: so 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 as a result um, you you the, the you, when you went to the hospital they amputated both your, your arm and your leg. Yes.
3: But, but uh, uh, the reason why, if you put some tar- someone on Twitter on my picture, uh, uh, the, the, the arm is, is, is amputated very high, just above uh, above elbow, of mm. which uh, the leg is amputated below knee. Um, okay. Uh, simply because the damage was too much on the entrance than on the exit.
0: So, so the arm that got amputated is that the arm through which the uh, the electric uh, electrocution uh, entered? Entered, yes. Okay. And
3: then the leg, where it exited. Uh, actually, the reason for amputation is that all the nerves are dead. Mm. So, uh, the, the the on my case had uh, if ever even if the nerves are dead. If them, I would say there was still blood flow, maybe they could have kept the the limbs. But already there was no blood flow. There was no blood flow. Uh, you could see that the the arm turned. I would say white. Mm. I
0: saw the picture. Yeah. Yes,
3: you could see that there's no blood flow. All
0: right, and so then and then and then um, you know amputation. Uh, happened, you, 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 you were out of work, Did were you able, were you re-employed by the company again?
3: Uh, I was, actually, I was never even, yes, I would say I was re-employed, uh, even though I was never even uh, fired, because I was injured on duty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, they had to, I think, uh, by law, it states that uh, if ever I can't do, if ever there can be any more work that they can find for me then uh, they will follow some processes to release me from of my duty but uh, i was re-employed but doing uh, um, other duties yeah Yeah.
0: and then um what about you know uh, you obviously have to live without two of your limbs um for the rest of your life and and you know do you have like a prostate leg or, you know, what what happens with your arm? Have you got some kind of aid? Yeah,
3: then, uh, with, with, with regards to the arm, actually I do have uh, two artificial limbs. I do have an arm, but the arm is, uh, I've stopped using it because it's so uncomfortable because I don't have much control of it because part of it is artificial there's being a uh, 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 natural whereby uh, I end up losing control over it mm. so I stopped using it. okay and then I do have an artificial leg which is the one that I'm currently using on a
0: daily basis and 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 that's, that's you have control over that i mean i mean i was very involved in the Oscar Pistorius commentary uh, during his trial and and i got quite acquainted with you know his prostate legs um which w- were a matter of of some interest in the trial um um is it sort of at that scale or because i know there's those very old prostate legs which when when you describe that prost the artificial yeah. arm I, I got a sense that it's sort of an un, you know uh, unuseful attachment to an arm and that's why you described it as it what what sort of is it that sort of high spec high-tech um, a prostate or artificial leg?
3: Yeah, I would say it's 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 needs back because yeah. the gazette is controlled by the gazette. So uh, if ever I need uh, the one, I would say uh, if ever I need the one that would be more suitable to me, yeah. I have to pay because uh, uh, considering my my condition. The Gazette doesn't offer the leg that would suit my condition because uh, I don't have what they call a the, the counterbalance because uh, my amputations are on the same on the same side. Right. So yes. So okay. i would
0: say, yeah. All right. I mean I mean stay on the line. I mean uh very um you know, I'm I'm very sorry to hear about about um you know, your experience but I'm but I'm happy that you know you keep you you're keeping keeping on. Um, which is something that life forces us to do. Advocate Rasa Samula, if I could just bring you in here just very quickly. I want to take a break, but I thought thought before we touch on that, I mean, this is something that, you know, um, something that came up around an employer's obligation. So I get injured at work and let's assume... That you know, the employer takes a view that they don't want me back because I can't do my old job again. When we come back from a break, can we touch on that just to talk about in some detail around what are my rights because I know for a fact that there are some people who get injured at work and then get retrenched because for whatever reason the employer believes they're no longer able to do what the employer needs. So when we come back from the break, can, can, we, can we tackle that question?
3: Hmm.
0: Great. All right. I'm going to take a break. We're back after this. The Law Report on Kaya FM 95.9. Welcome back to The Law Report. Um, yeah. Uh, apparently, allegedly, <laughs> you you heard what you shouldn't have heard. All right. You didn't hear that. Uh, Advocate Musima, uh, you know, just before I took the break, um, we're talking about, um, you know, this thing about getting injured at work. I mean, take take uh, uh, Njong, for example. Um, he l- loses not one limb but two limbs, which you can imagine l- working becomes some diffi- somewhat difficult. And and for some employees, employees differ. You know, there might be a smaller company that might not be able. I mean, he's working for a local municipality or a district municipality, um, but for somebody else, they might be employed by somebody with a smaller budget uh, and who may have different requirements in so far as how far they can accommodate the person. So how does, how does the laws, you know, regulate this predicament?
1: Okay. So in terms of the law, you have what we call the compensation for occupational um, injuries and uh, diseases act, right? That is, essentially sets out a framework that says what should happen once a person is injured or uh, is infected with an illness or dies, uh, in the line of duty. And what it does is that it empowers the director general, uh, to, to then set up a, a, a sort of an equation in terms of which each and every employer. Uh, is able to contribute towards a fund, the compensation fund uh, as some sort of insurance so that when a person gets hurt, um, then a certain amount is, well, their application or their claim is assessed and then they're able to receive compensation for that particular, um, you know, injury or disease that they acquire on, on the job. So from the moment the person gets injured, uh, on the day that they're injured, it has to be reported to uh, the compensation fund. And then, uh, of course, as time goes on with the procedure of like medical assessment and trying to uh, stabilize the person's condition and an assessment of whether they can when and if they can go back to work or not, uh, then a medical practitioner will then at the expense of the compensation fund, uh, will then have to declare when this person can go to work and what kind of, uh, sort of other care will they need in order to tend to say their injuries or in order to recover from that particular illness that they're under. So that is essentially what COIDA is set out for in order to protect certain type of employees in certain uh, situations. And this is to cater for instances where you don't want an employee suing their employer for occupational injuries or diseases or death, uh, so that the employer-employee employee relationship can, can sort of uh, be amicable or remain amicable.
0: Hello. Hello. Yeah. So I, I was saying, what's the process um, when when one um, wants to do something about this? Do I have to do something as an employee if I then find myself in a situation where I am um either, uh, I'm injured at work, for example? Is, is there anything that I need to do, or is it is it more on the employer? Yeah. I mean, I I think
1: it's a, it's a joint effort. It's about Collaboration, but it falls more on the employer more than the employee. So, uh, like I tried to to insinuate earlier, the first thing is to report um, uh, on on the very same day that the accident takes place to report to a supervisor to say that this happened. Mm-hmm. What the, the employer what the employer will try to do is that. Um, in order to just ensure good practice in trying to manage the claim, they must try to get as many witnesses as they can. Um, and then they fill out a notice of the accident and also a claim for compensation on behalf of the employees. And then this um, accident report and the claim needs to be submitted uh, within, I think, seven working days uh, to the compensation commissioner. Uh, together with a first medical certificate and a medical report from the doctor who who attends to the person Mm -hmm. who was injured on the job. And then the person will be given sort of a a number, a reference number um, that will appear in all their documents whenever they they are calling the compensation fund through the Department of Labor um, in order to inquire about their claim as time proceeds. Uh, but then, if the person really, uh, if if the initial assessment of the doctor is that you got very, like your injuries are severe, for example, then there will be subsequent progress reports that are given out by the medical practitioner um, as they monitor your condition as time goes on. During this time, you might be at home uh, recovering, uh, but then there are subsequent reports that are handed out. Uh, or they're they're sort of published and they need to be submitted to the the compensation fund in order for them to also keep track. And then, while after they receive all these reports and ultimately receive the final uh, medical report that says that the person's condition has been stabilised or that it hasn't then everything is handed over to the compensation fund and they have to make an assessment in terms of the nature of the injury, um, the impact that it will have on the person's mm-hmm. uh, future working prospects and so on, how much uh, compensation this person has to receive together with past and future medical expenses and all these um, other like pockets of compensation that a person needs to receive. Um, but there are instances where the compensation fund might say that, but we don't think that this person must receive compensation, they don't qualify. And then in that instance, there'll be an appeal process. And if that is not successful, then the person can, um, apply for like, uh, using the normal common law, uh, to, to sue either to, to, to sue the compensation fund to, to put their uh, decision on review through a court of law or to sue like the employer for for, the, for for damages in order for them to compensate for their injuries.
0: Sure. Okay. Um let
2: me let me just um,
0: yeah, uh, Albert you wanted to jump in?
2: Yes please. Yeah. I think it's important to, um, to also note that I think uh Advocate Massima is a hundred percent correct in the uh, procedural aspects of of the injury and the claim what we advise our members as an employer's organization mm. it is extremely important to um look at the social well-being of um, of the dependence um, of the employee mm. and as soon as um the, the injury, um, you know, occurs and there is uh, this trauma and, you know, for the family, the employer should set up a, a, a contact with the family mm. so that, you know, there is this proper communication in the first place. And you, and you as employer should uh, determine what the circumstances are. If, if it's the main uh, breadwinner, the the, the, the most criticism against the, um, the Commissioner at this point in time is the delay in the handling of the claim and the payouts that are made. You yeah. will, will understand that as soon as uh, an injury like this occurs, I mean, what happens at the first payday? Yeah. By, the, by the end of the first month, um, that, that claim will not be uh, uh, handled at such a stage where the compensation fund will start paying out and and look after this this in, in, employee and he's dependent because you know um, that that employee has got has got bills to pay and everything. So what we advise our, our members to do as an employees' organisation is to. Um, to at least financially assist the employee and uh, through this communication that you set up with the family and the dependents you know an agreement can 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 be put in place to at a later stage when the claim is at a advanced stage of of um, finalization then the, that that money can be can be claimed back from the Commissioner uh, from, from from the Commission but at least the family is, is cared for and looked after um you know basically on on a monthly basis yeah now a, a lot of employers um and i'm i'm not talking about the responsible employers you know don't think of these things mm. and, uh, when when an employee after an accident returns mm. uh, there's also an obligation on the employer to to try and find an alternative position for that um that employee that can accommodate, um, the, uh, say for example, a loss of a limb or um, you know, the, the, the situation maybe the employee is now in a wheelchair mm. or something to accommodate mm. that, that, that employee. It is not always possible, mm. but I think you know, um, employers should look at ways and means mm. to, uh, to accommodate that employee when, when will they return.
0: Because, I mean, when you think about retrenchment in a normal cause, it's quite traumatic. And um, a lot of people, uh, you know, once retrenched, um, it it takes them a long time to recover. And I'm not talking financially, you know, even just psychologically. And you can imagine if you get retrenched in circumstances where you got injured at work and and even worse, it's because of somebody else's conduct, not even your own negligence.
3: Um,
0: You know, so there's also... A trauma, which, which I, I, I'm not sure if our law has considered. I mean, you know, the, the, our understanding of of psych- psychology and how it's, you know, I'm not sure if our law has quite embraced issues of of psychological impact and effect, or, or I could just have it wrong. Um, well, I think it's definitely something.
2: Um, pardon me it, for it's, it's it's really something that you know. Um, employers um, and a lot of the employers are doing that, you know, to look after the social well-being and also after the mental well-being of an employee and also their dependents Mm. to to try and and, uh, uh, recuperate from from the impact and the mental impact and the psychological impact of an injury, or of maybe um, the death of of a breadwinner. Mm. You,
0: you you wanted to you wanted to contribute as well, uh, advocate. Erassemola.
1: Yeah, I mean, I um, I lost. I dealt last year with it wasn't necessarily a case, but it was a, a legal opinion um, where a client was a mine worker and. Um, He broke, um, I think it was the femur bone or something in in an underground accident. And uh, there was the final medical report. It cleared him. It said his condition was stable and he could return. But he got back and, um, I mean, he couldn't even fit in the boots and go underground without mm. his foot swelling and mm. all of that. So it turned out that when he was in the environment of the workplace, um, his body reacted differently and the injury became an obstacle to him working. Uh so So, but around the same time, the mine was also shedding off staff because they were not making like production was low and they were not making as much profit. So those are also the the other kind of problems that come up uh, that sort of exacerbate the problem and the relationships between employee and employee. It's true that um, Coida is viewed and there's a recent decision by the Constitutional Court that it is a a, a sort of legislation that is brought up for also social assistance and social security
2: Mm. and
1: therefore it has to extend itself uh, towards those parts of of, of um, a, a person's lives that cover all social aspects in terms of them earning and being secure financially, but also being in a position to, to then work in a way that is profitable to them. I think as time goes on, uh, COIDA should be developed in order to grow as a fund in order to cater for all those dimensions, the same way that the road accident fund, um, provided it, it becomes managed very well and then it recuperates its funds. Is able to cover all those aspects such as the emotional trauma um, and the psychological injuries that a person might receive following uh, a motor vehicle accident. I think the same logic can be extended to quite as just a matter of the legislature expanding it and being cognizant of the work environment and and the fact that all aspects, including the psychological, um, are important for people. To come back from injuries and perform
0: their work. If you've just tuned in, we're talking about what happens to you when you get hurt or injured at work, or when you even get sick. Um, I know there is, you know, uh, a lot of cases that you know uh, are trying to be presented as class actions around uh, asbestos and uh, several other things, where people just simply get sick because they've worked in a certain environment that was harmful to them. So, what happens then? But also what happens when you die what happens when your loved one dies what 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 can you do uh how you know we, yeah yes sorry. jump jump in you
3: know, just to to add on on what was being talked about before you mm. raised this point the issue the main issue that we have with compens- with compensation fund is that uh I, I, after two years of injury from the date of injury uh, your case, I don't know. They 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 say your case is close. Now the the challenge that is there is that uh, what what uh, what happens to the shortcomings, uh, like like what you saying, psychological uh, breakdown, all that mm-hmm. uh, for the extended family for the family, uh, I mean, you say mm-hmm. if you discover you experience uh, the, the emotional breakdown, let's say two years, two, two and a half years after accident. It's a process to get that case open because the case is closed. Uh, and then to get, uh, in fact, I'm talking about my experience. Uh, your case gets closed for such. Uh, the only thing that uh, uh, it, 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 that you you get from them, if ever you, you, you have been uh, declared as chronic, so you receive a certain medication monthly. That one, that one it continues but for 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 instance, now I am going through what we call uh, pain management mm. uh, it's a process for me to get that being funded by compensation funds because my case has been closed two years what, what is
0: pain management i mean is, is, well, is it are you talking about physical pain uh,
3: yeah, it's a, actually in my case uh i would say it's a psychological pain because it's a nerve pain uh, even though physically the wounds are healed but uh, they they call it a, a it's a phantom limb pain so i'm going through that uh,
0: so if, if it's a nerve then it's physiological
3: uh, physiological
0: i don't know so, so no no it's like it's it's physical
3: no not physical. Yeah. They, they, it, it's not physical yeah it's not physical because uh, they have to do. What happens is, uh, what a, what a, it's, it's called like the damaged nail. Yes. What is amputation, and then uh, uh, the wound will heal physically. Yes. But psychologically, uh, I'll say I forgot the term, the medical Yeah. Term, but what happens is that that the root of that damaged nerve, then you, you go through something that is called phantom limb pain, whereby. You, you experience certain uh, 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 types of pain, like burning and whatnot. So that that pain that needs to be controlled. Mm. So as a result, I'm, I'm I'm taking medication. But now, even on even taking medical drugs, then you, you, you develop a, a, an endurance whereby you find out that they not they not more they are not that much effective as they are. So you need to to, 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 to look for other uh, um, types of managing this pain. Sure. And then others, it's uh, it through the, the procedure. And then, uh, the one effective one currently, uh, the the best uh, uh, pain segment for, 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 for the, for phantom limb pain. It's called the spinal cord stimulator. Mm-hmm. The one that I recently uh, went for, it's an operation.
0: Sure, sure. Uh,
3: um, 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 Communication funds. Uh, Because from the hospital admission to the doctors and all that, uh, uh, a compensation fund couldn't fund that. uh, uh, You have to write a motivation to to get the case opened and Mm -hmm. then you have to wait for them to reply.
0: And, and, and I think I want to I touch on that and, and just check with my guests because I know with the RAF, there's a lot of, uh, you know, there's a computation of future medical costs, etc etc mm-hmm. when they work it out. So I'd just like to check with my guests when I come back how that is sorted out. So I'm going to take a break. Do give us a call. If you have any questions for my guests, 86 0 I'll be taking all of them after this. The law reports with Michael Muzwaneng-Bill on Kaya FM 95.9. Welcome back. We're still talking about uh worksmen's compensation and joining me on the line are Albert van Um Albert um is with uh, is the assistant general secretary for the National Employers Labor Association, acronym NELA, and also advocate um of the High Court and Director at uh, Musima Legal Practice, Advocate Musima uh, Rasesamula, um, who are helping me just deal with some of the questions that you may have. And uh, if you want to ask them a question, do you give me a call. Oh it's I want to just, I mean, there's so much to pick up on. Um, And and maybe if I can go to you, Advocate Nusima, and talk about, um, you know, how do they work it out? Because it seems quite cumbersome that I should claim today and, and come back again and have to come back because with my very limited experience and knowledge, I know that when even when you just you know fracture your, your 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 ankle you're going to feel pain well into your old age and yeah. and i'm pretty sure it's worse if you've been amputated or something like that what how, yeah. how are you know are uh are, are future medical costs taken into account and how are they paid out so there's um there's
1: there's some um, actual atri- they call it actuarial. Uh, r- risk or actuarial risk profile or mm-hmm. assessment, uh, that, that, is, that is used for each and every in- um, industry, firstly, in order to determine what um, each employer needs to contribute on a regular basis to the fund, uh, depending on how high risk that particular sector is in terms of the employees that are there. So someone who works at a retail store, uh, the compensation fund contribution by the employer won't be similar to uh, those that are employed in a mine, like in an underground mine, for example. Mm. Um, But some of the things that they they factor in are that, remember, it is dependent on uh, the initial medical report, the progress reports and the the final medical report and what the medical practitioner themselves anticipate this person's future medical expenses uh, could be and what kind of uh, treatment they might receive. With that being said I I think the main difference uh, between your road accident fund and and your Coida is that with or or, or the compensation fund is that with the road accident fund, it sort of looks at the motor vehicle accident Mm -hmm. and looks outwardly at how this particular accident has affected the entire life of the person. So it doesn't only look at how it affects my work life, but my family life and all other aspects of my life. That's why there is assessment of future employability as much as they also do clinical uh, assessments of uh, orthopedic and, and all these other factors. Whereas with COIDA, it was an attempt by the, by the Department of, of Labor to look at the injury and how it affects your work life and and your future employability and it really restricts it to whether you're be able to continue working or not furthermore it is limited by that particular medical practitioner who does the assessment um who you are usually um okay they give you uh like a a permission or a right to say where you would like to have your your medical assessment being done but it can only be one practitioner and once they give a decision and an assessment on your injuries then that's that so i think that is the main difference to say that uh road accident fund is more outward looking and therefore it deals with multiple aspects of the injury and its impact mm-hmm. as opposed to quota that deals specifically with the injury and how it affects uh that uh, your particular role in the uh, in the current work that you are doing um and is the employer then making up for the fact that uh because you were stationed here working here Then that's how you got impacted. I think it it needs some reform because, definitely, what I've seen with some of uh, my clients while I worked as an attorney, what what I saw with most of my 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 clients who got injured. In a motor vehicle while they were in the work environment, is that they, they would be given an option to say, "Do you want to do a quota claim or an RAF claim?" And they definitely always went with a road accident fund claim because of how broad it is in terms of the- and, But
0: that's why I mean, I mean, I can imagine somebody who doesn't have yeah. legal advice would probably yeah. opt for uh, workman's compensation. But you know, with legal yeah. advice. You, you'd, you'd, you'd be able to make the, the, the right call. Mm.
1: Yeah. yeah. It is it is the entire reason why road accident fund claims take so long. Because in the initial stages, a, a person will try to settle with the road accident fund. But the thing that prolongs it for so long is these medical assessments that you have to do in order to capture the real depth, and the impact of the injury. Mm. So with COIDA, it doesn't allow for such a detailed procedure where the the injuries and the impact that they've had on you physiologically, psychologically and otherwise are assessed and the impact that they'll have on your entire life and just uh, and not just on your employability. So, so yeah, so just to on that.
0: Yeah, just yeah. just give me one second. I've been dying to ask Albert this. I mean, we and 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 I and I don't want to, um, you know, lose the opportunity. Al, Al, Albert, yeah. s- s- something that st- seemed su- surprising to me, um, that was being hailed as a new development was the issue of domestic workers. Do You want to talk to me about that? I know you. You've sort of had some thoughts around it.
2: So, yes, um, definitely. But I I would just like to just take one step back and say that uh, there's not a lot that I can uh, add uh, on what Advocate Musima just uh, said, Um, save for the fact that a COIDA tries to to speed up um, compensation for the individual. Mm. And also for the service providers, mm. um, and that is why I think you know there is this uh, perception that that that, that looks after the the employee and his his, his workability. Now. Um, Coming to the domestic workers, um, what um, Jongo also referred to is, you know, the, 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 the time delays. And as an employer's organization, we are highly concerned because we, we, we not only represent commercial employers, we also represent employers of domestic workers. Now, uh, with, with the domestic workers that are also now covered after the, the recent uh, constitutional court case, um where in in the past a domestic worker has not been uh, you know was not covered for um an injury on duty nice. and uh, you know they they just had to uh, to take care of themselves. But with this ruling from the Constitutional Court, the domestic worker employers also now have to register as employers and um, the employees can now also lodge claims in the cases of um, occupational um, injuries and diseases. Our concern from, uh, from the Employees' Organization side regarding COIDA and the administration is while, while they have so so many um, issues at the moment with with time delays, what, you know before the domestic workers uh, now also qualify, what is the effect going to be with another eight hundred thousand to one point three million domestic workers? Now, also being able, you know, uh, being registered and, and can lodge claims, not that all of them will lodge claims, but it will definitely have an effect on the workload mm-hmm. and how it will be treated. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, you must remember that a domestic worker does not only refer to your domestic helper in the, in the household, but also refers to your gardener, your chauffeur, your nanny, your, the, the caregiver looking after the elderly or...
0: Hmm. And and here's a, a more <laughs> worrying category
2: uh, for me, uh,
0: uh, Albert, is a lot of people don't have full-time domestic help. So you'd find one one person, and it applies as well to gardeners, one person does a garden or cleans uh, for three different households in a week. Um, and, and if somebody's working for you twice a week, um, what are your obligations, and what are the obligations of the other two employers
2: Well, I think that is that is the 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 biggest misconception that there is at the moment that um employers regard a a domestic worker who works one or two or even three days in a week for you as a temp or as a casual or some odd <laughs> mm. <laughs> um Names or, uh, you know, functions that that these people do. But the thing is that every domestic worker who works for you, whether she works one day or six or seven days in a week for you, is an employee. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, if you look at the Unemployment Insurance Fund Act, if an employee works more than uh, 24 hours in a month for you, that employee must be registered in terms of the Unemployment Insurance Fund. Now, as an employer of a domestic worker, where uh, and now it includes the garden, the, the person coming in on Saturdays to work in your garden, that person will have to be registered. Or you as the employer has to be registered. Because if that guy gets onto a bucky, you uh, take your garden... Operates it, a lawnmower. Uh, it, yeah and he falls and he falls off yes. the bucket or the dog bites him or he gets electrocuted by the lawnmower mm. or something like that i mean that person will then be entitled to claim from from uh, um, from COIDA. and if you as an employer is not registered the um, department of labor is going to come for you yeah. they will not they will not jeopardize the employee's position But the employers will have to register and will have to contribute.
0: And and I think maybe the important point to say, just to, you know, take the opportunity as well. I mean, when I work, I want to know that I'm protected. So if somebody works for me, I think I should afford them the same courtesy.
2: Exactly. Exactly. It cuts both ways. Mm. But it, it it even goes further that a domestic worker that works and a domestic worker will not come and work for you and then ask you where is my contract of employment or at the end of the month where is my where is my pay slip? Mm. because they feel that they will jeopardize their positions. Well, and, so but it's also like
0: customarily. Just you know, very casual the the relationship you know historically, where you know
2: yeah. Uh, yeah, no, no. Uh, exactly. But until you get to uh, to the CCMA, and you must now go and explain, you know, uh, are you as the employer compliant mm. with with all the legislation? And you know, the, the domestic sector is regarded as an informal as an informal sector, and that is another big misconception. There are so many laws that are applicable to a domestic worker and her an employer. All the responsibility of compliance lies with the employer. But 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 but, but, but uh, they,
0: uh, you know, uh, advocate uh, Ra- Ra- Rasa and, and 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 you Albert, clear me on this: the person has got two, three, four employees that they work more than twenty-four hours for per month. How does how is that handled? we all have to pay? You know, because I, 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 because there would be something of an over-contribution.
2: No, no. If it, we it, all it, register. No, 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 there shouldn't be an over-contribution because you must remember that that employee will work pro rata of a monthly salary will come from from the different employers. And the employer is going to, as we understand that uh, the, the commissioner is looking at the, co- the, the contributions and it also works like that commercially, you as an employer will contribute um, a percentage of, of the remuneration. Yeah. So, you know, the five people, if she works for five different people in a week, five different people will, at the end of the day, contribute percentage of the full month salary. So it's it's not that uh, um, it's not that it will be uh, there, there, it will be an overpayment or anything like that. But um, the thing is that that the employers have to register, and uh, and the employees will then know that they are covered.
0: Good, Advocate Rasa your closing remarks. I got two minutes to go. Um, I I just
1: I'll just put the closing remarks in terms of this domestic workers issue mm-hmm. to say that definitely it has been deemed as an informal sector although it has been the backbone of the South African economy for time immemorial uh, for such a long time and I think it's very good that the Constitutional Court did what it did But I think there's still an indictment on the Department of uh, Labor and, and Employment to then deal with the regulatory framework around that and deal Deal with some of the issues that have to do with definitions of and and procedures in terms of how things are going to work because otherwise there's going to definitely be a floodgate of other cases that deal with other parts um, of this if the department does not deal with it legislatively and deal with or, or create legislation that covers for domestic workers that work under the conditions um, that they work in
0: all right, I think we're going to have to close it there. Uh, thank you very much to all my guests, Albert, uh, Albert Funimavit. Thank you very much, Albert. Thank you very
2: much, thank you indeed. For having.
0: It was a Yeah, thank you so much to you too, Advocate uh, Musima Rasasimola, as well as uh, to you, uh, Njong or Ngalungulu, um, for sharing your story. I think that it inspired this show. So thank you very much for that. And to you, Afropolitan, thank you very much. Um, I'm back again next Wednesday. Until then, keep well. Uh, Big Black is up next. Rewinding. Rewinding
2: Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.